Okay, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Oh, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me. Discover presents Next with DJ Hoppa. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Dash Radio. My name is DJ Hoppa of the group Feeling Good, and I'm very excited to have my man Travis Knight is in the building. What's up, Hoppa? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, we were just talking about how people read your name and feel like you are a hybrid of Travis Scott and Brian McKnight. <laughs> Apparently so. And I, hey, you know what? That's a heck of a, of a mishmash, so I, I'll take it. <laughs> um, you are not an R&B singer. You are not a rapper. Um, in fact, you've got this brand new project, uh, or somewhat new project that you released. It's a debut album, Risky Calm Oddity. That is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, you say it fast, and it's, it's sort of my description of music, risky commodity. Ah, interesting. Yeah. How did you come up with this concept? Um, so I had been in a band called Moss Bluff for years. Um, it was sort of a college rock radio alternative, you know, that sort of um, regional festival type band. Yep. And um, we toured the country and did some radio stuff and did some little placements and things. And then the main other counterpart it was a trio with two singers and my buddy he uh moved back to florida started a family Uh, and um as it happens sometimes you try to keep that machine going sure and that sort of turned into a solo type of thing and that last album that i ended up finishing with that band we i just put the songs out that i was the singer on so it sort of ended up being my first go at carrying all the all the lines you know and being the front man and uh and in addition to that, every time I handed somebody my ID my whole life, whether I was in grade school or getting into a bar or dealing with a police officer, somebody <laughs> invariably would say, "Wow, that's that's your real name?" And I'd always be like, "Yeah, that's my name." And, <laughs> uh, and I, you know, it's a complimentary thing, but I guess I always liked hiding behind the mystique of a band, sort of. Mm. And I grew up reading all the liner notes of everything I ever listened to, and that idea of the thing being the thing rather than the, the people in the thing yes um i liked that that vagueness of the thing more than the people sure and the be, uh, the ability to come up with a name yeah is like, exactly you know, that's cool yeah right. and be able to name it like you're, right. like you're saying kind of say what it is rather than like well i'm already me so here I am. <laughs> right here i am yeah and then um so that was happening and i i ended up doing some shows and i i grew up playing bass i'm a bass player first uh and a singer and a poet before that but um transferring some of these songs that were a band down to like electric bass and vocal and the drummer started getting a little bit like what what's happening when people were in the audience and some people were really into it but it started to go like you know take a left turn <laughs> right and i decided well i'm doing solo shows anyway and i got all these other songs that i haven't done with any band and um in addition to that most of the stuff we used to play was very reggae in, involved mm. um there was a lot of punk and a lot of funk influence um, and singing-wise, we were both really into blues and soul because mm-hmm. we like that southern rock kind of Florida, Almonds and Leonard Skinner and Ray, right. Ray Charles, all those people from Florida, right? So that's our that's our stuff. But um, even when we were playing reggae and punk, I had different drummers who were like, I overhear them on the phone, we're on the road. Like, yeah, it's a pretty good little country band. I'm thinking, we are not country. <laughs> like, So I think I get more and more Florida as I sing. Right. And um, I mean, I had four footed dreadlocks for 10 years. Like I, I didn't look like a country singer, but I think people sort of think in that. And even this record, I don't consider it at all country. However, saying all that over the last year and a half, the places I've been playing and the festivals I've been playing and the guys I've been playing with and like the session players that I 
pick up because most of my gigs I don't really have the same band. I just hire guys in that mm-hmm, town. Mm-hmm. Have gotten more and more country western, and by country western I mean like '60s country western, like early '70s. You know that like Bakersfield and that you know kind of f off Nashville a little bit. Right, sound. right. The kind of that stuff that um, that Sturgill Simpson sound that's kind of coming back. Now listen, I do not claim to be a Sturgill Simpson or a or a country western singer. But the more I've played these recent shows, that seems to be kind of where people are identifying it. And so the last couple shows, I decided to get rid of the acoustic and go switch over to a Telecaster, hire a couple more guys, one of the best pedal guys in town, and just took it full on. There you go. Steely. Hey. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and that's, I guess, uh, one thing that I'm really happy about, having gone from kind of keeping an arm's length of the solo thing mm-hmm. to now... I'm more comfortable playing the songs however they come out. So I could play it with a, you know, a horn section or I could play some of these with just me and a piano. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden I start to like these songs a little bit more because now they're not the same as I hear them every time. Yeah, switch it up a little bit, you yeah. know? Uh, well, you you did bring your guitar and you you are going to play uh, A Few Things Burn Hollow. You're going to play a, a song that you have called A Few Things Burn Hollow in a few minutes. Um, but first I want to get into some of this music here. Uh, you have a song that you've released called Across the Ocean. And this is off of the project as well. Tell me a little bit about this song before we play it here. Cool. So that song was written, it was written uh, at the tail end of that band I was telling you about, Moss Bluff. Mm -hmm. We had a 21-date tour booked in the UK, England, Scotland, Wales, and some festivals and TV and some things. And we did all this, you know, out of our living room, living in Little Armenia, which is in uh, East Hollywood. Right. It's like Sunset Junction area. And, um... And that's where our, our, the band was based, and that's where we, you know, we're calling our international booking calls while we're sitting <laughs> in our underwear eating pizza, you know. And uh, that song was kind of about the realization that, you know, I'm sitting in this little dinky neighborhood of Little Armenia. Um, we're about to hit the road. I've never been over there. I don't know anybody over there. Mm. Um, and it was a little bit of that anxiety mixed with the idea of it ain't really my old man has this thing he used to say in um i'm sure some old man said it to him you know <laughs> it was he always say ain't no big thing big fool ain't no thing big fool ain't no big thing big fool uh. so if i was ever upset about something as a boy you know you skin your knee or whatever and he you know give you that kind of <laughs> dad punch you know make you feel better <laughs> right and ain't no big thing big fool and so that was sort of the realization was like ain't no big thing man we play for people here play for people there right and uh so that's sort of what the line in the chorus is it says the same sun that um goldens my knuckles lights up the glasgow air mm. so True. it's like it's the same place man i just right. hadn't been that far around the same place, right so. no no definitely man uh well i want to talk to you more about uh some of the other experiences that you've had and and all of the the challenges of of you know releasing music now and and also that you've got a day job that's also in the entertainment world but is a bit separate from music um and we're going to talk about that in a moment but first i want to play across the ocean travis knight hanging out with us here in studio on dash radio don't go anywhere i'm thinking about That's where my mind's headed Across the ocean 
Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Discover. Uh, my name is DJ Hoppe. This is Travis Knight. That last song, Across the Ocean, off of his new album, Risky Calm Oddity. Uh, you're here hanging out, talking about a few of these records, and you brought your guitar as well. You're gonna play. You're gonna play something for us here right. in a few. Um, tell me a little bit more. You were talking as the song was playing about the recording process um, and how sort of unique this recording process was uh, for this project. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, well, yeah, I, I recorded it with um, a guy who's become a dear friend of mine, like a brother of mine. His name's Sam Rokoja. Um, and he's the owner and head engineer at Seahorse Sound Studios in downtown LA, which um, for anybody in the underground music or kind of like... Um, I don't know if you call it noise art scene, but like mm. this kind of other soundscape type of music, um, they would be familiar with a place called the Handbag Factory. And they've been doing shows there for five or 10 years, I guess now. But um, the studio was in this building and it's an old handbag factory and they've got a really awesome setup with all kinds of cool vintage gear and new stuff. And Sammer's always tinkering and making new stuff, but they've also got really great tape machines and, uh, and a Neve there which is not common. You don't just walk into every studio. Right, leave. right. So getting to have those sorts of things at your fingertips and somebody who's really proficient with them made me feel way more like an artist and less like I had to produce myself while I was mm. there, which was uh, kind of the biggest thing because, you know, if as a creator, sometimes if you're making the sound and hitting the button, right. it's kind of hard to figure out which head, hat you're wearing at the moment. Yep. And um, Sammer's awesome about making the space for the artist and, and he's honest and so you know if i'm overdoing something or underdoing something he'll be honest with me and we learned how to do that by making a record for uh another guy out of portland maine called um talons of spring who i've written the music with and produced two of his albums um so after having those chops together with sammer 
I brought these songs to him and I had previously worked on the vocal arrangements with a guy named Geza X, mm-hmm. who's um, in the LA punk scene. He's a pretty famous dude, like from the same time as The Germs and that whole area. And he's still around. And we became buddies um, when I was directing something actually for a band called Noah and the Megafauna down at the Vortex downtown. And I and I had repainted the green psych wall myself to save the cash of having to you know, right. pay more people. Right. And uh, I was like, you know, putting the last paint can away and I start talking to this dude with blue hair. And next thing you know, like the next week I'm over there sitting in his incense, you know, little vibey room. And those sessions with Geza were the first time that I actually let myself be like an artist and let somebody produce me. So. Crazy how it'll work. I mean, especially in a, in a city like L.A., right, where like you can run into you know, like-minded creatives literally at the coffee shop or, you know, randomly putting paint cans away, you know? Um, Amazing. Uh, You're going to play a song for us live here now. It's called The Few Things Burn Hollow. Tell us a little bit about the song before we uh, have you play it here. Sure. Um, So this is one of my favorite songs to listen to on the the record, um, on the album, because it's... um, it's kind of a gentle song, like mm. it's a finger-picked song. Not many of my songs are that way. This is a little bit more, I would say, leaning more towards the folky side of mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. of my catalog. But uh, it also has a bunch of weird little cool songs or sounds in the song. And um, if if you have uh, ever seen one of those little wooden frogs that people have like on their little like hippie staircase oh yeah we found one of those and i found a couple different size ones and went to town on the percussion with those little oh wow (laughs) so there's like some cool little weird odds and ends in the background in this one that i I like that and uh the song's actually like a few of the other ones about a couple things at once but the storyline is um being being grateful for what you got realizing that some things are um unaffectable Mm -hmm. and um when things get tough, you know, not trying so hard that you might burn the house down. Right. Right. <laughs> I love it. You got all these little, these great little sayings, man, that, that all add up. I mean, they're great lines for songs. Yeah. Uh, where do you pick up some of this stuff from? Um, I have a, a one of those memories of uh, auditory memory really mm. strongly. Like as a kid, I'd watch a movie and kind of know it by heart by the end. Yeah. And um, so records are the same way. And I also think that everybody's neighborhood probably is this way no matter if you're you know from here or there north or south near or far it's like everybody's got these little hooks right like right. a little click says whatever they say and then it, and it changes right if sometimes something doesn't stick around sometimes it's generational and everybody says it sure and i think i gravitate to those um because it's kind of like uh conversational poetry right like somebody uses a line that everybody knows and mm-hmm. it makes us all feel good and understand mm-hmm. might rhyme you know, might have a cool little sound to it, a snappy rhythm, and that's why we remember it, you know? Right. And um, so those things stick onto me like just, I mean, <laughs> I, if I ever get the chance to do like, what's it called, uh, Big Daddy, when he was like the really bad Hallmark card writer. Yeah, yeah, like, right. I've got those stacked, bro. The, got- <laughs> the, that, might be a, that might be a future hustle, man, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to get into this. You're going to play us a few things burn hollow. Uh, Travis Knight, take it away. Sparks fly down off up my bookcase as I breathe in. The dust that falls 
What's a flame atop the shelving? Shadows jump off of the walls. The salt you spilled when we last served, we shrugged it off. And pure dismissal. I knew something then that was corrupt A mess of peppers less official Most immediately It mustn't tear Those sparks means torching Soon to follow Guessing all my thoughts could tough to carry So few things burn hollow Guessing all my thoughts could tough to carry A few things burn hollow Yes, uh, man, nicely done. Nicely done. It's always nice to have somebody live in studio playing and you get like this real organic, like live vibe off of that. Thank you, man. So I appreciate you making it a comfortable place to play. Oh, man. Well, we try around here. Um, You, I want to uh, remind everybody that you have put out this debut album, Risky Calm Oddity. It's out everywhere now. Uh, We're going to play one more song from the album called Answer. And before we do, though, I've got to ask you about this. Your day job is a filmmaker. How how do those worlds uh, intersect for you? Well, I or, um, or not. It totally intersects. I mean, right. no music goes without imagery visually, mm-hmm. and no film is without sound anymore. Right. You know, um, at some level. And when I was in school, I always wanted to be like sound designer or a scoring uh, composer in addition to all my other quirky hobbies and things those were like eventualities at some point and um so i i eventually transferred out transferred schools out to sc uh, from where i was going to school in florida long story short i was working for record labels at the time i got you know some offers at capital and some other places but i didn't want to get stuck doing the thing that i learned really well to do i wanted to like learn that stuff and then go do it for myself mm-hmm. um or learn as much as I could to try to avoid the amount of times you get screwed. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, the, the, you know, working in that world, I knew that I wanted to do something. And then honestly, it was just the availability to work in film and not have to ask for time off to go on tour or ask for time off to go into a studio or if I wanted to go, you know, book something for the band, I could go do that. So that was my... Freedom. Right. So yeah. I sort of, I think, uh, took the, the under... I sort of took the under route at first, taking like the lowest rung job for film, but then eventually I rose up that ladder as it happens, I guess. And, uh, you know, I get to work with all the people that people, hey, have you ever met so-and-so? I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. And that's really cool because then you get to see how their managers work and their mm, their agents work right. and what kind of decisions they're making creatively and 
what what are they doing for their brand and how do they write their songs and that kind of stuff. So I've got to walk walk alongside and watch alongside um, a lot of people that I consider heroes and um, getting to take from those things. It reminds me of like watching behind the music as a kid where to me it was like watching class, but now this is like my master class. Right, yeah. So I'm ready to put those types of things to work for myself now. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Um, we're going to play Answer and uh, and we've got more music on the way. I want to thank Travis Knight for being here. We've also got a link back to all of uh, your music and whatnot through my site, hopperworld.com. You can listen back to this interview and all of the interviews for next um, on my website as well. Uh, without further ado, here it is. His song, Answer, right here on Dash Radio. I look to you and sympathy. You look to me in disbelief. That's right. Welcome back to Discover. My name is DJ Hoppa of the group Feeling Good, and I'm excited to have Katie back in the building. Katie Costello is here. It's nice to see you. It's so good to see you. You Thank look you younger so much. than you did the the last time I saw you. Well, I've been working really hard on that, so I really appreciate <laughs> your commenting. Well, you've been wor- working really hard on a lot of things, including <laughs> this new album, Twice the Love, that's recently come yes, out. Yes, yes. Amazing. Tell me a little bit about the the project, and um, yeah, just the the vibe of the full record definitely well it's my third full length um it's tremendous to say that um it's different than my other albums in that um you know my other albums i i primarily wrote by myself um by myself at a piano and had finished songs before going into the recording studio right um so this album's different in that i collaborated pretty much with um a bunch of different songwriter producers um there's a couple people who you'll see on the record i've written a couple songs with um but for the most part different cities different producers different songwriters Mm. um every track um and yet there's a common theme of all of the songs so um it's you know a very different creative process that i used to make this album but um i feel like you know you'll hear that it's definitely an evolution of my sound was it uncomfortable at first to, to change up the creative process Definitely. I mean, I've been writing by myself, you know, at a piano or guitar for, uh, you know, 
already 10 years by the time I even thought of writing with someone else. So it was pretty much um, a very new, you know, new territory. But, you know, as you can imagine, always collaborating with people, you know, you always learn new things, totally. new ideas and uh, new inspiration you would never really find just by yourself sometimes. And what was the driving force behind changing it up? Because w why change up? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I like, it was that. working. Exactly. It was working just fine. <laughs> and then, so who... Was it somebody or was it yourself that like checked in and said, hey, you know, maybe I should try this out? You know, that's that's exactly it. I I felt really happy with my, you know, songwriting relationship with myself, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, I love myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> I felt very happy with myself. But um, but no, you know, I felt like I, I was inspired to to learn and to sort of venture into um uh, kind of using sounds from different genres mm. and, and uh, you know, using kind of also, uh, yeah, vibes from different genres. And I feel like that kind of comes about really from working with people who have different strengths, different kind of points of view right. and, you know, learning from them, vibing from that. And I felt for myself that... Uh, you know, now that I now that I've had this experience, now I do have a lot of songs, uh, new songs I've written by myself that I feel like have only kind of uh, strengthened mm. um, since having that experience collaborating with so many different types of people. Yeah, I would imagine so. That's that's really cool. Um, was there any was there any one of these sessions? You don't have to say which one it was, <laughs> but was there any session? That you were just like, nope. See, this is why. This is why I do this myself. Because <laughs> that is so hilarious. I, I, I will not name names. Okay, but yeah, right. I should say that nothing on this album was one of those sessions, thankfully. Okay. But as a songwriter and an artist, I've definitely had sessions where I felt like, wow, me and this person, we might write music, but we are speaking different <laughs> languages. Right, right. Yeah, because it's very possible, right? I mean. And both people can be very talented Definitely. in their own right, but like to be able to, you know, effectively collaborate with somebody and get a really great product out of that—that's something special. Absolutely, no. You yeah. need to have some creative chemistry, and mm -hmm. that involves also being open and kind of, you know, being open-minded yourself. Um, you know, as a songwriter, it's very easy to kind of feel like my idea is best, but actually, right. sometimes other people have ideas that turns out. Yep. Hey, that Our, works better. Yeah, yeah, and I like I, that. Right, I, I put the words in your mouth so you didn't have to say them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's how we roll. Right? I really appreciate that. <laughs> the um, you said that there's a common thread through Twice the Love. What's the common thread here? I feel like all the songs are very much. Um, uh, addressing kind of the the climate of the world mm. right now, mm. um, kind of uh, not reaching for a solution, but I think all the songs in many ways deal with finding a kind of happiness that isn't dependent on what's going on in the world that mm. you can't control. Mm. You know, you can control yourself. You can't control what's going on in the world. So I think all the songs on some level deal with kind of like finding a joy that isn't, you know, related to the outside world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being able to find that inward. I love that. Um, all right. So we're going to play some of these records here. Uh, we've got a song called New York Graffiti, which is track one yes. on the album. Tell me a little bit more about this song before we play it. Yeah, well, um, it would be such a crime if New York Graffiti wasn't written in New York. So I'm very right. pleased to say that it was written and recorded in New York. Um, the person I collaborated with, um, we there's actually so much graffiti where uh, where he lives in mm. Brooklyn. And uh, as I was walking to the studio, I started kind of humming the chorus. And I was like, you know, I feel like my passion for music 
it's like, I want to get it out there the way that I feel like these graffiti artists have painted everywhere on the street. Um, so that kind of like created the idea. And it's, you know, basically a song about, you know, doing what you love, following your dream, even if you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or you don't know what's going to happen with it. Just the process of doing it is everything. Right. M- musical graffiti. Have, exactly, have, have precisely. Right, I love that. Just do it everywhere. I love that. Uh, we're going to get right into the record. We've got more with Katie Costello when we get, come back here, uh, including another song called Here and Now that we're going to play. Um, and we got to talk about all the other wonderful things that you have going on. Um, here it is, though, New York Graffiti, right here on Dash Radio. The sun comes up. You're going to see her like New York graffiti. I love that. Uh, Katie Costello here in studio with us on Dash Radio. I uh, love the track. And I was saying as it was playing, I love the fact that it's there's this juxtaposition between your airy pop vocal that's there and this concept of grimy New York graffiti. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much. I love that so much. Um, are you a are you a graffiti fan? Do you 
You know, I have to say, I I I do not think that all graffiti is equal. I agree. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad you said that. It's it's so true, right? Um, I think there I think there really is some art that I've seen that I feel like, wow, what a tremendous treasure for everyone to behold. Right. Hats off. Right. Uh, there are other things like a penis on the side of the wall that's just like, come on, put some effort like into this thing. A penis with like a top hat right. and like a mustache. I mean, as adorable as that is. Right. Not necessarily the same artistic not, no, value. No, not there. at all. You know, same so. could be said of music. <laughs> oh, well, there's definite parallels. I've heard, I've heard plenty of songs that, that probably the cover art should look exactly what we described. Um, this is not one of those, just for the record. Uh, New York Graffiti, great track. Opening song off of Twice the Love, which is your new album. Uh, how does this feel to like have this thing out? I know that this obviously is not your first album. Number three, yeah? Yes, exactly. Okay, but each one a little bit different. They're like kids. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they're a time capsule, you know, mm. uh, depending on what's going on in your life, you know, and what's going on in the world. You know, everybody, mm. you know, makes very different music depending on those things, I feel like. Uh, so this this album feels very good to to have this, this music out. And I feel like it kind of introduces a, a chapter of my music that is, um, I think, notably... Uh, you know, an evolution from from my former sound. It still has all the aspects of kind of, I feel like, what makes me unique as an artist. Um, but I also feel like it has a definitely more pop and confident sound. Mm. I mean, you could hear it in the first track that there's this real, you know, kind of I am here type of attitude. Thank you so much. I, yeah. that, that makes me happy because I think... You know, unlike my former albums where I was really writing, you know, just kind of, um, you know, just writing from the heart almost, you know, like a diary. These songs were definitely, I think, a little bit more calculated. I shouldn't say calculated. That's perhaps not the right word. But I, there were things I wanted to write about. Just more intent. Precisely. Yes. Exactly. Like power and intent behind these records. Exactly. Like I want to write about this. I want to write about this. I want to write about this. Mm. And that was definitely a, a thought. Tell me a little bit about some of the, you, you've made mention of some of these outside forces and what's gone on in the world. You know, I mean, there's been so much to digest over the last, I mean, I've, I haven't seen you for like 12 months, but like there's just been so much that has happened in yes, our world. Yes. Oh my god. What has been something that has like just truly rocked you to your core in, and maybe translated to an inspiration, some of these records? Thank you so much. Um, such a good question. I feel like really, I really feel like it's so difficult to find like one mm. thing specifically. But I will say that, um, you know, all the recent natural disasters oh. have definitely given me like a really deep and profound sense that my generation, our generation is the generation that is uh, either going to stop climate change and do. Oh, so you believe it's real too. Okay, I'm just <laughs> good to know that there's somebody else you out know, in the I, world that believes that this is a real thing. You know, I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, you know what? It all really adds up here. Uh, <laughs> so ridiculous. No, it's, it is it is a funny thing because uh, human beings, I feel like, are so, so special. Uh, we have such a tremendous ability to do such intelligent, wonderful things. But we mm-hmm. also sometimes we, we really don't think things through. And I think that, um, you know, the natural disasters have definitely cracked my heart open feeling mm-hmm. like... Like, wow, like, uh, you know, 
how many more people are going to have their, you know, homes and lives, you know, uprooted from them right. uh, before there's definite, definite action, uh, not just, you know, intention, but action, you know, related to these things. I don't know if you've seen this thing floating around online that I think it's, um, there's all the different buttons or whatever. Have you seen this like going around online? It's like all the different buttons and it's like actions and, and um, it, like one of them is like, a lot of them are like actions and doing something. And then there's one button that's like thoughts and prayers. And like there's a, there's a, somebody that's like pressing like the thoughts and prayers, right? Because it's just kind of like there's this whole like idea of just like, oh, well, these people are in our thoughts and prayers. And it's like, yeah, well, like do something about it. Can we do something? Absolutely. And there's a very uh, there's a there's a famous saying. Um, I, I really don't know it word for word. I wish I did. But it's basically, uh, you know, if there's something if, if there's nothing to do, then, mm. you know. Don't worry, but uh, if there is something to do, then um, you should then you do should it. do it. Yeah, uh, because right. because and and I feel very grateful that we are in a situation where there are things we can do. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. Um, I like um, someone recently said, um, you know, mass shootings are not natural disasters. It's mm. like. You know, it's true. There are things we can do about that, too. Um, and just like natural disasters, as much as they do seem out of, out of our control, it also is not happening in a vacuum. And there sure. are things that we can do as a society that I think we can look back on generations from now and feel proud that we did those things. And and being proactive as opposed to reactive, Ex- right? Exactly. It's exactly. Like everybody's like quick to like, all right, well, we can we can we now we can fix this and rebuild this. Well, yeah, but we're not fixing it if you don't get to the root of the problem. Absolutely. Right? It's just a band-aid. Yeah, Duct and, tape. and it happens again and, yeah. and and we see it with a range of different things. So right. I think people are really ready for action and I hope that, you know, we see that in the coming, you know, I think months so and too. years. I think so too. And I feel like there's more people now more than ever that like your music, I feel like are empowered and that there is more intent and there's like, okay, you know what? This is we're gonna do this. Absolutely, right. absolutely. No, I think people are seeing, you know, like, wow, life is short. I'm here for a little bit of time and I'm seeing these crazy things happen. I want to be part of the solution. I want to be part mm-hmm. of seeing things get better. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just sit back and think, uh, you know, send warm prayers, even right. though, you know, hey, hey warm helps. prayers yeah. are extremely for sure. important. For sure. But, but we need action too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you've got this other song called Here and Now. Yes. That I feel like might be almost like kind of what we're talking about a little bit. Or absolutely. There might be some, absolutely. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about Here and Now. Yeah, well, as you said, what we were talking about, you know, it's kind of like there's so there's so many things going on in the world um, that that one, you know, uh, can and and should be, you know, kind of up to date about, you know, Mm -hmm. being aware of what's going on in the world. But really, it all comes down to your own personal experience. And it's very easy to get caught up and be in the past or be in the future. So, you know, like the song, the title says, you know, being in the here and now, it's really a song about just being in the moment having joy in your own experience Mm. without feeling like it necessarily comes from the outside. What do you do in particular, like you as a human being, what do you do to remind yourself of that, like on a regular basis to to stay present? Absolutely. It's a really good question. Um, Honestly, my answer is that I, it's a practice. Mm. I try to do it as much as possible. I find myself sometimes not doing it mm-hmm. you not being present getting mm-hmm. stressed out but you know the the wonderful thing about practicing it is you know more and more i catch myself and i'm like wait a second i'm on a radio show and i'm having fun <laughs> right. chill out girl like you know so <laughs> right. 
That's a, that, is that the voice in your head? Is that what it sounds like? I love that. It's like party, Katie. Right. Hey, girl, don't turn that frown upside down. Um, no, but really, but really, it is a little bit of like a cheerleader in your mind. Right. Kind of just catching, you know, when you kind of drift into some stress state or, you know, some anger state. Uh, you know, some anger, you know, is... You know, anger at injustice is, you know, mm-hmm. I think a different thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, drifting into some negative state, uh, for sure. Uh, just remembering, you know, oh, wait, like, you know, my life is going by. Yeah. This is all I have right now. Right. Let me make, just the, make the most of it. Feel good. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that. Um, I want to remind everybody that we have a page that's been built out for Katie Costello on my site on my new site, hopperworld.com. So go there and check that out to listen back to this. We've also got links back to all of her stuff, including the stream for the new album, Twice the Love, out everywhere now. We're going to play Here and Now, and we got more music on the way. Katie, so good awesome. to see you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate you being here. Here we go. Here and Now, Katie Costello right here on Dash Radio. Tell me something good that will feed my soul Shake my body straight to the bones I'm ready, I will listen close Tell me a secret that nobody knows We got the feeling going All of the signs are showing We got the feeling and it won't fade out Let's keep Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Discover. My name is DJ Hop of the group Feeling Good, and I'm very excited to have Beauty in the Breakdown in the building. What's up? How you guys doing? Amazing. Nice. All right, so let's just go. We'll go uh, left to right here, and why don't you guys uh, say your name and what you play in the band? Uh, My name is Alexandria Reyes. I play bass and guitar. Nice. And I'm Sonics. I play keys. And I'm Chastity Ashley. I'm the lead vocalist and percussionist. Ian Alexander, guitar. Nice, guys. Well, welcome in. Uh, You've got this song called Firebird. You've also got this sound that is definitely a bit unique. So tell me a little bit about this sound because it's not like everything else that we hear out there. Right on. Thank you. And thank you for saying that because, I mean, that wasn't intentional. You know, it was something that came together really organically because of all of our different types of love for so many different types of music. Of course, being huge, you know, EDM enthusiasts, but also like coming from like hard rock backgrounds to, you know, R&B. And and so the whole vision was to create something that makes your body move Mm. that is also congruent with our acoustic instruments, you know. And of course, me being a percussionist, it was super imperative to make sure that that was a big part of our sound as well. Right, right. And it's this fusion of synthetic instruments and then also this analog feel. Yeah. How did you guys all come together? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, we've all like, it's crazy because I actually met Ian and Alex on tour when I was in another band okay. called Outlet when we were hard rock artists. Right. And I remember seeing Alex playing guitar and I was like, I must play with her one day. <laughs> I must recruit her. I must get her. 
And I was like just blown away by, and, and same with Ian. I mean, he's just an incredible guitar player as well, both of them. And I, it was so incredible how our, our love for music brought us together from different parts of, you know, California. And then eventually we just decided to link up. And then that's when we met Sonics. Um, we actually met Sonics at a family gathering and started talking music and whatnot. Like and a backyard party? Like a barbecue? It was like... He was scooping the potatoes out. And yeah, like, he was like, yeah, like, man. <laughs> we were like at a quinceanera, like, hey. I love it. <laughs> Got you right where we want yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Drinks are flowing. And then it just turned out that we had just such a connection. Like for me, and I think... I, I can I feel this way with all of us is that it's one thing to be an incredible musician, right? You're like, that's an incredible musician. That's an incredible musician. That doesn't mean that you're going to make great music together right. ever. You know, right. the spirit of the person and the soul and their connection to you is vital. Mm. You know, and if you don't have that, I don't feel like you can create great music. And these human beings right here are my spiritual partners. You know, they're they're my brothers and sisters and like they're the companions of my journey, nurses of my age, so to speak, you know? I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I want to get into some of this music, too. Uh, we're going to start with your single that you've had, the, the current single right now, Firebird. Um, I've seen the video, which is crazy, shot with a drone in, in the middle of downtown. Was that downtown? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like downtown. And just the song itself, amazing. Cool to see you guys playing live, which, by the way, you guys are going to play another one of your songs live in just a minute. Um, we're going to tell me a little bit more about Firebird, though, before we get into it. Yeah. Um, uh, Firebird is about really being able to, it, it's kind of stems from the beauty and the breakdown background, which is like, there's so much going on in the world where people just, they feel hopeless. You know, they mm. really feel like they have, they, they can't find their way. And, but it's, it's that moment, you know, when everything just seems like it's not going to come together that's the moment where those lights go on and it's mm. kind of like you gain an epiphany, you know, and you, you know, rise from the ashes like a phoenix, like mm -hmm. a firebird, mm -hmm. you know, and that it's at that moment where you discover your truth, you know, like we were just talking earlier, um, actually on our way here, like talking about everything that's going on the planet and Tim was, say, Tim was saying how, you know, sometimes you can't recognize the light unless you've seen the darkness, mm. you know, true, and that's where firebird comes from is exactly that nice. discovering the light from the darkness rising like a firebird yeah everything is all relative right oh my god totally yeah. it really is well i want to get into it here we're going to play firebird we're going to come back you guys are going to play live in just a moment we're going to talk more about what you have coming up i know that you've got um, a single another single on the way you've got some other music that's coming uh but first we're going to play firebird right here on dash radio do not go anywhere
Yeah, Beauty in the Breakdown here with us in studio on Dash Radio. Uh, that last one, Firebird. Great track. Uh, I love what you guys are doing with the sound. Um, tell me a little bit more about what is coming up next for you guys. Well, um, right now, well, we are going to be taking this on the road to the Northwest. Mm. We're going to be heading up to Seattle, Portland, hitting that spot. We're actually um, going to be going through some uh, some different elements of our show. We're, we're really trying to uh, take our show to a whole other different dimension with, in, with creating all of these different sounds now that we've implemented into the record. But now really like we'd spoken before about really taking the acoustic electronic sound to a whole other level. So this is going to kind of be one of our uh, uh, first looks for people to see what we're doing with that. So it's yeah, really exciting. Really exciting. Mm-hmm. Really exciting. What, uh, when people go and see you guys live, like when there's an, a show that you're doing, like what you're going to do up in the Northwest, what do people get a chance to see when they when they see all of you guys playing live? I think when we... Uh when you come to see us live, you see our true musicianship mm. and what we're all about um, musically and in the context of still giving you um, the meat and potatoes of the song. Right. Um, but we're real musicians, you know what I mean? We play it out. You know, a lot of bands don't necessarily play it out. You'll have, you know, the DJ and right. maybe a percussionist. Right. You don't get the guitarist. You don't get the bassist. You don't get live keys. You get... You know the program Full stuff. Burst of energy. Then, yeah, so you just basically you're getting like fragments of that. You know what I mean? You get right. fragments of the live element, but with us, you get the true musicianship. Yeah, Alex, for instance, like when you hear the bass on our record, like when she's playing bass on stage, it's it's like an 808s going off. Right. Like straight straight up. I mean, you see her rocking out. You're just like, what? It nice. just happened. And then Ian. Like you, all these intricate guitar parts that you don't really hear as bright on the record are completely orchestrated on stage when Ian's like soloing. It's like it, it's just so sonically boastful and awesome, and so people get to experience that, you know. And it's and I'm curious, how is the electronic music uh, fan base or like that scene? How have they responded uh, to this? Because this is a bit different than what would typically be in that space and then yet is also different from like your rock background so you're sort of sitting in this in between yeah have people had a hard time digesting that i don't think so um i mean you know a lot of times at our shows uh, there's been different instances where you know just for you know the lack of being able to to place us you know mm-hmm. uh, with with other groups that are like us i mean right. there's not many out there that are doing what we're doing or, or something you know where we fit in you know as far as the bill is concerned so we actually have played with rock groups and metal groups and you know pop groups and you know you name it right um so there has been kind of a mix of crowds at some of our shows and literally i'm looking out and i'm seeing metalheads like dancing and, like running around <laughs> so like Fist that pumping yeah <laughs> just that energy right there it's been like open arms so you know yeah you know the edm crowd the, the electronica crowd um but you know i'm seeing metalheads just mm. you know dancing to our stuff so I think it's 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 definitely going across different barriers. I um, want to see the metalheads with glow sticks. Yeah, they are there, by the way. Visual in my mind of that. We actually have that. glow sticks at our. That's kind of one it's of our crazy. things. Is like we we uh, always give out um, light sticks to our audience. That's like part of our um, part of our entertainment value there. And it's it's actually happened where oh, yeah. you've yeah, seen you, guys with Metallica yeah. shirts on <laughs> with glow sticks like rocking out. It you is know? real. 
But you know, it's funny that you say that about the EDM scene because like I was really concerned about that. Like, mm. and I'm not, you know, not, look, you're going to create what you want to create and hope that people, you know, love what you're doing, you know? And I was, I was one of the, I guess like hard parts of my personality was always like, I was always like, please, I want everybody to love me and mm. like me. And then right. you get stuck in that where you're like, you can't, please everybody. I mean, you see that right now in the state of affairs in the world, you know, you just, you can't make everybody happy and that's okay. You know, what's perfect for somebody might not be perfect for somebody else, you know? And so all we can do is just be authentic, you know, and we've been so blessed. Like we were just featured in a West Coast EDM magazine. And I was really curious as to how that was going to play out. And they were just welcomed us with open arms saying they felt refreshed by our message, which was like kind of more illustrated by, unity and, and positivity and, mm. and embracing that aspect of our music while still falling into the EDM realm, you know, and EDM's, I'm so, I mean, are you kidding? Like Cascade, that's like my hero, right. you know, and so like he does a lot of acoustic electronic stuff. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have a band doing it like we do, but I feel like, like you said before, that's where it's going, you mm -hmm. know, and we've, we just did it authentically because it felt true to our nature to do so. Sure. Yeah, so. no, I, I think that's also the, that's what the message is in most dance music to begin with, is that it, it is inclusive and that it's it's meant to be that way. And I think somewhere along the, the way, sometimes that message gets diluted, like right. over the course of time or whatnot. But I definitely think what you guys are doing is very progressive. I think it is absolutely where it's going. I'm very excited about what you guys are doing with Beauty and the Breakdown. We're going to play, you guys are going to play Satellite live here. And uh, I'm very excited to see it live. Tell us really quick before you play this, what Satellite is all about. Uh, satellite is, you know, it's, it's celebrating your individuality and your freedom as a soul on this planet. Because, you know, you only get one shot when you're here. Mm. You know, you're here, you're in and you're out. You know, and you come into this world alone and you die alone. So it's important for you to just be exactly who you want to be. And Satellite celebrates that. You know, it's um, being able to just set your inhibitions free, let go, don't fear what you can't control, mm. and just let it ride. I know? love that. I love that. <laughs> We're going to get right into it. Beauty and the Breakdown, about to play Satellite live here on Dash Radio. I want to remind everybody to go to my website, hopperworld.com. After this has aired, we're going to have a an entire page dedicated to you guys and everybody else who's featured on this showcase. Right on. So you can listen back to this. You can get links back to Beauty and the Breakdown as well. But uh, you guys ready? Yes. All right, take it away. Here it is, Beauty and the Breakdown, live here on Dash Radio. Tell me what awake and dreaming. You give love a tip of meaning. Keep exposing all my secrets. And you know you got my heart beating on my chest. Yeah. 